Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy fit babes, we are here. And I literally just dropped to the mother fricking floor because fit babe Kari is in the house and she has so many updates that I didn't even know about regarding her weight loss and her journey. And guys, like I say episodes, I mean, let's be real. I say almost every episode is going to be really good, but this one is going to be so good. Kari just has so much to share with you guys about her journey. She gets it. She was you, but she also has like the secret that she wants to give you to unlock your success. And truly she's just the best. So welcome Fit Babe Kari. Thank you for having me, Lauren. This is really exciting. This is so exciting. So where do we begin? Where did your journey start? Can you tell us a little bit about what led you here? Absolutely. Um, it started actually way, way back when I was in high school. I was a gymnast. I was a downhill skier, tennis, like fitness was, was my life. But I think where my issues started were the Friday weigh-ins that we got to have at gymnastics every single week. And I remember us thinking back to when I was about probably in sixth grade and we had to do those time capsules where we kind of decided what we wanted to be when we grew up. And, you know, it was how tall do you want to be? How much do you want to weigh? And I remember writing, this is for those of you who are my age, 51, <laughs> that woo, woo. I, I wanted to work for wide world of sports. I wanted to be a sports um, commentator. I wanted to be 4'11 and weigh 85 pounds. That did not happen. <laughs> Um, that def- I grew very tall, um, not very tall, but I grew to be about five, eight when I was in high school, um, going through puberty was not easy for me because I was told by everybody that I needed to look like a gymnast. Um, I went off to college and the gymnastics stopped and I gained the freshman 15, 20, and I felt out of control and didn't have the structure. And I did what most college girls do. I completely starved myself. And I ran myself into the ground and I will admit that I developed an eating disorder. I became very, very skinny. But at that time I thought, oh, I'm in so much control and I, I know what I'm doing. And looking back, I was completely out of control because so much is going on with trying to keep my grades, trying to be the perfect daughter, trying to look a certain way that I was literally drowning I got some help for the eating disorder, but never really got the mindset help. I got more of like, well, this is what you need to eat. That didn't really help me because throughout my life, I think I've done every single diet imaginable. I've done the, you know, cabbage soup diet. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done Jenny Craig. I've done um, keto and the keto is actually the last one that I did. And in I will tell you in every single one of these diets, I had success for about a month. Wait, that's a good, that's a good point. I've had success dot, dot, dot about a month. Ladies, like success is actually keeping it off. And so being able to differentiate, like when you gain weight back, like, yeah, you had success, but like success is actually keeping the result. Right. And they were completely unsustainable. You know, it's easy to eat all protein for a month and yeah, the scale dropped. Well, oh, I'm sure it does. I'm kind of, then that, you know, for me, that time of the month came and I wanted friggin' ice cream. 
And I was then like, well, it's in the house. I might as well just eat it all. So it's not here anymore. And the weight just piled back on. Currently, um, I'll tell you how I got to you, Lauren. I was, do you ever have those moments where you feel like your body's like check engine light is on and you've been kind of, but you're still like driving, you know, your check engine light is on your car and you're like, eh, nah, it'll be fine. We'll keep going. We'll bring it in a little while. And like when your gas tank is low and then yeah, shit, I hit some traffic. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I never understood that analogy of like, you know, your body's like, you know, get like, like a car. If your gas isn't filled, you like, you're not going to be able to go anywhere. And I didn't really, that didn't really hit with me for some reason until like around January, when I found you, I have two boys and they are in college. And my life revolved around them and their sports. And I think I lost myself and I didn't really, you know, we take so much time for other people, whether it's 15 minutes here or 20 minutes here. And I sat myself down and I said, you know what? It's time for me to take those 15 minutes. I have time to figure out what I want to eat for breakfast. I have time to figure out how I want to fit exercise in it. I say it took me 51 years to figure out how to finally do this correctly with your help. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say that, but I think it was a time in my life where I thought, when do I become a priority? And it was with you. I was following you on Instagram. I saw all your great talks and, and everything. And I have to say in the beginning, I was a little nervous. I thought, oh my gosh, she's not going to tell me exactly what to do. Like, where's the bars that I'm supposed to be eating? Like, where's, where's the meal I'm supposed to stick in the microwave that is completely processed. And you made me sit back and realize that I have to do this for me. I have got to figure this out. You are going to give me my parameters. You're going to give me my calories. And when you say calorie money, ding, 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 ding. I'm like, oh my God, I can spend my calorie money any way I want. Now, I do need to fit in my protein and carbs. Ah, like I, we're going to get to the carbs. We're going to get the carbs. (laughs) Did not want to eat the carbs, but I finally was learning like how to fuel my body and not be terrified of the outcome. And with your support and being accountable to my other fit babes and my fitness pal and realizing that nothing is perfect. Nothing is going to be perfect 100% of the time. And I think that's why I loved, I love your program because life happens. Like I need to be able to fit my diet into my life. I don't need to be able to fit my life into my diet. Yes. That's what my favorite saying. And it's so <laughs> true. Like whether it's vacations, which you've gone on vacation since starting yep. this all, whether it's, you know, something tragic happens to you and you're just really wanting something that's comforting for you, whether it's, you're having the literal best day ever, you get the best news ever. And you're wanting to celebrate with your friends, your family, or your sons, right? Like you need to be able to fit all of these life moments, the good, the bad, the positive, the negative, all of it has to fit your diet. Um, not the other way around. Like your diet has to fit into your lifestyle or this will never stick. And I, and I will say in the beginning to all of those who are thinking about joining a program, first of all, 150% do it, but I will say there, and you know, this, there are times when I had to go on vacation, I was terrified. I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to, 
have my balance played and having you and the other women in this program guide me through it, allow me to, you know, express my fears, but to also give me tools and steps to take so I could enjoy my vacation. So I didn't make my vacation about restriction. And I think that's another huge thing I need to quickly talk about. You made a, such an, a, a huge impact on me when you said it is discipline versus restriction. Mm-hmm. Every other diet I have ever been involved with is restriction. You're allowed to have this little bar at 1030. You're allowed to have this meal. And I was constantly thinking about food. Like I was thinking, okay, well, when do I get to eat next? When do I get to do that? When, and it was so expensive. Like I bought so many meals that literally are still in my freezer. Probably that don't even taste good. (laughs) Yeah. That don't even taste good. That aren't real food. And I always kind of wondered like, what happens when I want real food? Like I could do all this work, but not know how to eat real food. And that was also why I was like, okay, I need real food in my life because I want to be around here for a long time. I want to feel good about my body and myself. And it's truly about being disciplined. Mm -hmm. It's nothing to do with restricting yourself from not having carbs, not having ice cream that I love, not having that piece of cake on your birthday. It's just putting faith in yourself and in Lauren's program that it works and it works. I told Lauren this before we started recording that as of today, I have lost 20 pounds, 20. Unfreaking believable. And I was shooting for 10. How many weeks has this been? We're on week 10. Uh, Incredible. But I want people to know not to go into this thinking, The weight was definitely a huge part of it for me, but as these weeks have been going by, and Lauren knows this about me, it has been my mindset that has completely been transformed. I was the person who was a cardio queen, who was terrified of carbs. I was not like Oprah, where I said, I love my bread. (laughs) I didn't want to know. Kari did not love bread. And I actually was about to say that, like, when you look at your diet, when you first joined TSN, like on our first call, when I was going through calories and you set your budget up and we're talking through everything and like, we're looking at your day. Like, I, I think I vividly literally remember looking at you and I'm like, girl, like I know why you're hungry and you feel so out of control with food. Like you are totally trying to do so well, but it's backfiring in your face because you're actually not eating any source of significant carbs in your diet. How did you go from carb fearful to the carb queen, which is me eating it as the only thing on your plate, but balancing it in and, and finding that sweet spot for yourself? Like, how did you do that? Because it is very scary, especially when you've been low carb before. I started very slow. I have talked to um, our group and you about my analogy of um, Mount Everest. Oh, I love this. Guys, okay. listen up. Like, literally, listen to this. So, with my weight, I, it really started with my boys when they had a problem that they had to solve. Like, all they saw was Mount Everest, like this huge mountain, like, oh my God, how am I going to conquer this? And I use this analogy with my weight loss now because in the beginning, all I saw was Mount Everest. I was like, oh my God, how am I ever going to get to the top? Like, I'm never going to lose this weight. Like, this is just too hard. How am I going to do this? Like, I know Lauren wants me to figure out what I need to eat, but I spiraled. And I sat myself down and said, okay, what would you tell the kids? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, guys, 
you're right. There's Mount Everest and we're going to climb it. But the first thing that we need to do is to get our hiking boots on. And after we get our hiking boots on, we need to walk to the door and open the door. And then we need to get our pack and put it in the car. There are these baby steps that we need to take in order to climb our Mount Everest. I put Mount Everest out of my head. I was just thinking, I'm going to go look for my hiking boots and I'm going to put them on. And I got them on and I said, you know what? Now I'm going to start walking through the door and get to the base of the mountain. I think after 10 weeks, I'm probably at just at the base of the mountain. I've done my baby steps and I've done my work. I took that with how I would enter carbs back into my body. I kind of thought carbs just consisted of ice cream and sugar and all of that. And all the quote unquote bad ones that right. are so demonized, right? So demonized. And you had suggested Dave's bread. Yeah, Dave's killer bread. Literally yes, yes. Bread. literally like lived on it. I added one piece of bread to my breakfast and that's the carb that I had for probably three or four days. And then I started entering it into my fitness pal and looking at how many grams of carbs and proteins that I'm like, well, heck I could have, I could have that at lunch. I could even add almond butter to like, I'm rich. I can spend all my money on my carbs. And then you get so excited. (laughs) I thought I won the lottery. I was like, this is awesome. And I think by starting adding fruits, you know, I think people forget that their carbs and fruits, that it's not just bread and that these are nutritious, healthy, sustainable foods that will get you through your day. But I will say that I did a lot of baby steps. Did I fall down sometimes? Yes. But I also knew that you were there. My girls are there. I got myself back up, dusted myself off and said, you know what? We're just going to keep moving forward because every day you're not going to lose weight. And that was a big thing for me. And Lauren knows this from my history. I despise the scale. I go to the doctor and I turn around. I'm like thinking, first of all, I'm not in a great mood. Like you're putting me in a worse mood, like by weighing me here. I just out of the doctor. You're like, do not give me bad news. Tell me I'm healthy. Tell me I'm good. Right. Exactly. So I even turned around on there and you had mentioned that I didn't have to weigh myself, that that was up to me. I mean, we literally on our first call, which is also just buck wild in 10, in 10 weeks being 20 pounds down. We were hoping at the end of like 13 weeks, 90 days, we were hoping like around 10 pounds down. Like when I tell you the scale was not the focus ladies, I don't think you actually understand like with Kari, the scale, we, of course we wanted it down. I mean, everyone joins 90 because they probably want the scale to go down in some way, shape or form, but we wanted you to just feel better. Like I remember so vividly, I was actually staring out my office window when we were on our call, um, our first call together. And I remember you were just like, I just, when I asked you like, what is success? You were like, I just want to feel better. Like, I just want to feel better. And it really was about the number. And it's very ironic. Hopefully that's the right word I'm using. It's ironic that you've seen so much weight loss success when that actually has not been the main focus and you despise the scale. And actually guys, this, this is for a reason and a purpose, because when you obsess over all these things and you get your mindset in this really toxic place, it actually holds you back. So this is actually the secret sauce to losing weight is really everything you're describing. I, I think that's exactly right. And and concerning the scale, like I thought you were never pushy about me getting on the scale. You're like, you need to do what works for you because in life, like you need to, you're going to be moving on. You're going to be doing other things. But 
you also gave me the courage to step on the scale. Was it the number I wanted to see? No, (laughs) it wasn't. But it gave me a starting point. And you always say you take your lowest weight of the week. There are going to be fluctuations. There's going to be, you know, when you have a hard workout or you drink too much water. And I think that was such a blessing for me because I needed to see where where I was going up, where I was going down, what worked and what didn't. And probably after two weeks of weighing myself, it wasn't right away. I finally didn't see it as my weight and numbers. I saw it as a tool to tweak what was working and what wasn't. And instead of being down on myself and being like, oh my God, I can't believe this or yay, this worked. I, it was more of, okay, we know this is working or this isn't. And then we would tweak it. And I kept feeling so much better. My mindset doing, I'm doing everything the way I'm supposed to be doing it. And the scale's not moving. But one time I got on the scale after five days, I had lost three pounds. It hadn't moved like for five days. And then I got on, I literally got back off, got back on again. And it's just, it's about consistency and doing something that's sustainable. I think you have always said to us that with other diets, it's just, you fall off. You can't sustain a keto diet. Okay. Maybe some people can do it for a year. The, but, the like point, point, point zero, 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 one percent, right? Most right. people definitely can. And then you feel like a failure because yet it's a one more program that did not work for you. And you cannot lose weight. Before I came to Lauren, I I did everything and I, I work out like a, you know, a, uh, I'm like a gym rat. I do all this stuff. And I'm thinking, why isn't this working for me? And with Lauren, it was about becoming de-stressed, pulling myself out of this chaotic world of going up and down, up and down and taking those 15 minutes that I give to everybody else and giving it to me. I used to do, my workouts used to be so hard. I could burn 700 calories in an hour. However, I was dead for the rest of the day and I felt sick. And you had said, Carrie, you need to just walk, get movement all day long, hit those steps for the amount of workouts and the training that I had before you, I have completely cut back to walking, getting my 10,000 steps or more in a day to and um, going to a trainer twice a week, working on strength training, and then I'll do the treadmill or I might do, I might do a Peloton class, yeah. but it's all about significantly less than what you were doing before. Significantly less, significantly less. I used to ride the Peloton and then get back on the treadmill. I was the cardio queen. And then I'd go work out and, you know, lift weights and, but my body wasn't able to keep up with it. Like I literally would get a migraine after my workouts because I'm pushing myself so hard. Then I come home and have to lay down. Well, then I'm not moving for the rest of the day. And I'm not, I'm not like helping my body, like get into this rhythm of movement and nourishment and movement and nourishment again. And I was blown away by the fact that a girlfriend said, Carrie, what what are you doing? And I said, I'm walking and training twice a week. She's like, Kari, you're not like, like killing yourself in the gym. And I'm like, no. And she, and I remember someone saying to me, I I remember one of my doctors saying to me, I told her what I was doing. I said, by now I should look like Giselle Bunchen. 
And I don't. Because you were working out so much. Like when you're oh. putting that much work, I think the hardest part is literally when you don't see those results because when you're putting so much time and effort into going to the gym and like you're not getting that return on that time and investment into yourself, it's just like literally what the F. Like, yeah. why am I even doing all this workout, especially if it's like killing you at the end of the day? You were not energized from your workouts and your diet. Like it was actually destroying you. If ever it'd be really dramatic, you know. It, it was, was absolutely absolutely destroying me. And, um, before we started recording, I, I did tell Lauren a story that something tragic had happened and that no parent should ever go through. But in the past, when I was, I kind of call it my chaotic eating and my chaotic exercising, um, you know, I, t- I am an empath, but I would completely absorb the issue and make it about me and, you know, wallow in it. And, through this program, I've gotten to this state of like equilibrium where I feel nourished. I'm working out. My mind's not all over the place. I feel like this sense of like calm and this ability to look at situations more clearly when a tragedy happens, it absolutely affects, affects you and you need to feel it and understand it. But I think this was the first time that I didn't make it about me. I made it, I, I sat myself down and I thought, you know, this family, it's about them, what I need to do to them. I need to back off. I can't do things that make me feel better about the situation. I need to follow their lead. And it may sound unbelievable, but I truly think just having my mind in a place where it's nourished and I feel healthy and my success was some of the numbers, but also to feel just more at ease with things has completely helped me to take this tragedy and look at it, but not make it about me. If that makes sense. It makes complete sense. And your mindset has been the biggest transformation I've seen in you. And I know I always talk about mindset. I know I preach about like, you need this positive mindset. You need to cultivate a better relationship to food, a better relationship to exercise, a better relationship to yourself. We need to stop being so freaking hard on ourselves, right? As women, we are so hard on ourselves. We give, 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 and we never take for ourselves. Anyway, thinking back on all of the diets you've been on before, all the struggle you've had with your weight over your lifetime, what would you tell your younger self now knowing what you know? What would you tell her? One, to have some grace. I think grace has been a huge like word that, um, has really helped me through this journey with you. I also think to, you know, you got to love yourself. I think the biggest part is I didn't love myself. I mean, everyone says, oh, you know, of course, oh, I love myself. But yeah, I love myself in the sense that I felt like I was doing well as a mother and I felt like I was great as a volunteer because I did everything. And like you almost have like the paper accolades or like the resume. Like my life is good. I should love myself. But I think it actually is awesome what you're saying. Like be fucking honest with yourself. Ask yourself this today, ladies. Are you in love with yourself? And that's not being conceited. That's actually, we're told as women to like almost not love ourselves. So it actually is like, really going against societal norms to really think about like, do you love yourself? And if not, how can we get you to a place where you're obsessed with who you are because you deserve to love every single ounce of you. And I think I hate, I not, I did not hate myself when I was going through this, but I hated that my body couldn't be this unrealistic person. And I think I would tell myself one grace two, to stop comparing myself to everybody 
the magazines, the gymnasts, what society said um, was perfect. And I think my to just step back and nourish my body. I wanted a quick fix. I didn't want to have to put the work in. Um, and I mentioned this to you before, you know, it's hard being overweight. It's hard being on a diet. Life is hard, but you have got to pick your heart. Do I want to be making it hard to lose weight? And no, I needed a way in which I could live my life. And you bring it back to basics, Lauren. Like it's as simple as you say, eat less calories or what, how do you say it? You say it for me. Eat less than what you burn. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's having, having a senior moment there, <laughs> oh, but, no. but I, I did that growing up, but I wasn't eating nourishing foods. I could sustain a 500 calorie diet and then burn it all off on the treadmill and not lose weight. And because my body was in such a fight or flight mode that it was like, girl, we are not going to let you lose any of this weight because you are not feeding us. Like, and I never really understood how to nourish my body in a way that I could lose weight. And you have completely helped me do that. But I think, I think we all need to have grace with ourselves and to truly love ourselves. I put so many people and needs ahead of my own. And I decided in January that I need to do something for myself. And I will say in the past, it felt selfish, but as many people say, if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> and I wasn't happy. And my children could tell and my husband could tell. And I finally said, you know what? This needs to be about me for a little while. And if people think that I'm being selfish, then that's their issue to bear because I need to do something for myself. And finding you, I think, was the best thing that ever happened to me because I am learning how to eat. I am learning how to exercise in a way that my body will benefit from. I am learning how to view my body as this machine that allows me to love life. It's not something that I'm beating up on anymore. It's not something that I think is betraying me. I finally feel like we're in my body and my mind are so much more in sync than it, they have, it has ever been. It has taken a very long time and I don't know why I didn't seem to know how to eat before, but I'm in a state where I just feel calmer. I just feel like this is a journey. Um, we all want to win the sprint, but girls, this is a marathon. It's more than a marathon. This is a life's journey to climbing our Mount Everest. And it's going to take baby steps and work and determination and discipline to get there. That's not to say like when you go on vacation, you can't enjoy that margarita. You can't enjoy that uh, piece of cake. You, again, you look at your calorie money and you decide how you want to spend it. But it also shows us that we can live our lives and still lose weight. I never yes. knew that existed. <laughs> Mike freaking drop. You couldn't have said, I couldn't have said it better. I'm thinking here too, just thinking, especially with the group that you're in, shout out to the Shakira babes. You are such a, a light in the group. And I think for women that are hearing your story, maybe they're not seeing that success right now. What would you say to them? What would you say to the women who 
are working so hard. They haven't had that moment where I always say shit's going to click. The wave's going to come off. It's going to feel easy. They're maybe at the beginning of their Mount Everest, or maybe they're a little bit far up on their Mount Everest and they're just still, it hasn't clicked quite yet. You've done such a great job in your journey about realizing the bigger picture, realizing where you're heading, trusting the process but also knowing to be real with yourself about when, you know, it's not just trust the process. It's also how to show up, how to be disciplined, how to get done what you need to get done and make the tweaks and really pick yourself up from the ground and make sure you're doing what you need to do for the women who are working really hard right now, but not seeing that success. Once again, what would you tell them? Oh, that's a good question, Lauren. Um, I think, you know, we're given 24 hours in a day. Hmm. And I think we need to determine how we want to spend those 24 hours you know, we, we all plan out our day. So, well, you know, we go to the doctor, we do this, we do this, we do this. I think planning time to just sit with yourself and really you ask such great questions of, you know, why was I afraid of the carbs? Why are you afraid of the scale? My biggest thing was because they're not going to show what I want because I have this feeling that I need to be perfect. And we need to sit on this for a moment, actually. This is very important for everyone, because when I ask a question like this, you might think surface level because I'm not seeing results. Well, why does that upset you? It upsets me because I think I should be here based upon this much effort, but why does that upset you? And the deeper reasons why things upset us on our weight loss journey is not just because the scale is showing a number. It's that we're feeling disappointed in ourselves. We're feeling you know, very frustrated that we can't figure this out. And for those of us that are perfectionists or we pull ourselves to a very high level, it's these, these core, super raw emotions of guilt, of shame, of, you know, feeling unworthy, like these core things that no one wants to talk about. This is not the sexy conversation, right? Like it's, it's never a sexy conversation when I talk to clients about it, but it's these core emotions that are really what is, is what's going on when we're feeling that frustration. Right. And I think it's important because these are really deep emotions when you think about it. Oh, that's absolutely what it was. And for me having to sit down and I felt like I was unworthy, everybody else is worthy, but for some reason I felt I'm not, I guess I'm unworthy to do this. I, I, you know, so then I would give up, but then why am I feeling unworthy? I had to go dive deep into that. And I think women need to get to a point, or ladies, we need to get to a point where we are able to say, I am worth it. I am worth the time. I am worth the discipline. I am worth um, the struggle. The struggle. It's not going to be easy, right? As much as I say weight loss is simple and easy. I love that you said like, this takes hard work. You have to choose your heart. You can be upset with the way you're feeling your body right now, which by the way, if you're off, if you're struggling with your weight, there's a big chance that it really isn't the weight. That's the problem. It's, it's your habits and mindset and behaviors that actually are reflection or the problem. And then your weight is a reflection of that actual struggle. Right. So I love that. You got to choose your fucking heart. It's not going to be easy, but you can either choose to stay where you're at right now, or you can choose to make a change and know that it is going to be hard, but it is going to be worth it. And and I think also it's great about your program is that we're there for 14 weeks. Hmm. And in the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how about if I don't lose five pounds in the beginning? Like I'm, 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 I'm it's gonna... all about like tick, tick, tick. Yeah. It's, it's all about time bomb. We're right. stressed about the time. Yep. And I, and then I sat back and I thought, okay, Lauren says half a pound to maybe two pounds a week. You know, some weeks there might not be any movement on the scale. I think what I loved about your program is that 
you are giving me 14 weeks to figure this, excuse me, shit out. You're giving me 14 weeks to see what works, to see what doesn't. And also see what doesn't. Amen. Yep. And to find my why, to find why do I want to do this? Yeah. We all want to look good in our clothes. And that, that is one of my, you know, success things is to look. And you are allowed to flaunt the fuck out of that because I want women to love that, how they look. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Um, You know, we all, we all want to look good, but I think you reminded me that if we are consistent, if we do not give up on ourselves, when we hit a pothole or a roadblock to just keep going. And I said to myself at the beginning of this, whether it's five pounds or 20 pounds, that I was going to give myself 14 weeks to see this through. And at the end of those 14 weeks, what I truly wanted to know is how to eat like a normal human being and feel good about myself. And the cherry on top is the weight loss. But I needed to go back to square one. And I think if I were to tell anybody what to do now who is struggling, stay consistent. Believe in yourself. The scale is going to fluctuate. Please take a before picture. Oh, we take a before picture. Yeah. And an after picture because we've discussed this a lot with our group is the scale may not move that number, but go try on those pants that were tight. Go try on that shirt that like was looked like it should be for a teenager. I try on these pants and I'm like, oh my gosh, like my physique is changing. I'm no longer a slave to the numbers on that darn scale. I'm no longer letting those numbers determine what my attitude and what my mood is going to be for the day. That scale is now a tool. It is a tool to show me again, what is working and what isn't. It is nothing more. It does not determine what kind of person I am. It does not determine my self-worth. It just is a tool to help me understand what is best for my body. Stay honest, women. It, It works I cannot tell you I, for, for some reason, God sent me to Lauren's Instagram and I literally think I was like one or two of the last people to join the Shakira group. And it literally, literally you were a last day. minute ad and yeah. chef's kiss. I don't know why I do that so much lately. I'm obsessed. I love it. it. It was so good. It was like, literally it was meant to be. Yeah. I, I feel very fortunate. And I think that we all need to just give ourselves time for this to work. Those other fad diets, yeah, they work quickly. You know, when you're only eating 500 calories, you're going to lose weight. I'm sure, I'm sure that shit's going to work, right? It's yeah. Gonna work great when you get that back to. <laughs> right. But the whole thing is you need something that's sustainable. And after these 14 weeks, I have, I, I still want to be with Lauren, but I have everything I need to sustain this. Will it need tweaking? Yeah, I'm sure it will every now and then. But it's not something that I feel like is, all right, 14 weeks is over. I guess I'll try something else. It's something that I feel I'm so blessed to have tried because girls, I tell you, and my fitness pal, I put those Yasso Greek yogurt chocolate chip frozen yogurt bars in my meal plan before I even have breakfast because I know that's something I have to have. I have to have my sweets and I put, that's the calorie money I'm spending. I'm getting to that. And that goes into my, my fitness pal. And you know what? I enjoy every single night without guilt, 
or hesitation. <laughs> Mic drop. I love this Kari and also love those Greek rumors too. I literally had an Instagram post saying, listening of all the Shakira women in our group um, because you guys all do that. But thank you so much for being on the show. You are so good. I appreciate you coming on. Well, Lauren, thank you. And to anyone who's on the fence about joining this program, please do it. Do it for yourself. You will find success. Um, And also remember that don't compare yourself to others. Your journey is completely different from the person um, you may be in a group with, but having these tools will set you up for a lifelong journey of being feeling healthy and good about yourself. I love it. It's so true.